اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعد الله الذين امنوا منكم وعملوا الصالحات لا يستخلفنهم في الارض كما استخلف الذين من قبلهم ولا يمكنن لهم دينهم الذي ارتضى لهم ولا يبدلنهم من بعد خوفهم امنا يعبدونني لا يشركون بي شيئا ومن كفر بعد ذلك فاولئك هم الفاسقون respected amir sahib respected guests of the prophet musa alayhi salatu wassalam assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh in 1888 on december 1 under the title tabligh propagation communication the holy founder of the ahmadiyya muslim community hazrat mirza ghulam ahmad alayhi salatu wassalam peace be on him made what will certainly be written down in history as one of the most momentous announcements ever he announced i convey another message to mankind in general and my muslim and to my muslim brethren in particular that i have been commanded that those who seek the truth should enter into a covenant with me for learning the way of true faith and purity and love of god and for discarding impure life sloth and treachery he went on to say therefore it is incumbent upon those who find strength in their hearts to come to me bas jo log apne nafzon mein kisi qadar ye taqat paate hain unhe lazim hai ki meri taraf aaye i shall be their comforter and shall try to lighten their burden god almighty will bless my prayers and my care for them provided they are ready with their heart and soul to fulfill his requirements 10 conditions of bath were laid out by him and today i have been directed to speak on the 10th condition of bath our matchless bond of love with khilafat this 10th condition reads that he or she shall enter into a bond of brotherhood with this humble servant of god pledging obedience to me in everything good for the sake of allah and remain faithful to it till the day of his or her death that he or she shall exert such a high devotion in the observance of this bond as is not to be found in any other worldly attachment or relationship demanding dutiful dutifulness in a world steeped in materialism and inundated with news of the misdeeds of those who are identified as religious to talk about bonds based on love of god and be taken seriously is a no easy matter it would be quite impossible in fact were it not the case that we can show the world tens of millions of muslims spread across some 210 lands united at one hand living purposeful peaceful lives and happy lives exercising their virtual influence exercising their virtuous influence 
upon the world, serving God and his creation day and night, and inviting others to do the same. If we couldn't show this, we couldn't be taken seriously to talk about such love and such matchless bonds of love based on belief in God. This, indeed, was the very purpose for this whole exercise. The system of bath, the Promised Messiah said, has been instituted solely with the purpose of bringing together a large group of the righteous, so that a weighty group of such righteous people should cast its own virtuous influence upon the world. He went on to say they should not be lazy, miserly, or purposeless Muslims, nor should they be like the worthless ones who have done great harm to Islam through their dissension and inequity. And again, he went on to say, they should have such sympathy for the people that they should become the refuge of the poor and fathers to the orphans, and like passionate lovers, be always ready to sacrifice themselves for discharging Islamic duties. So the first point that I want to make is that the cynics, the worldly, they are utterly wrong in their thinking that these bonds of love that we are talking about have nothing to do with reality and the situation that prevails in the world. Actually, these bonds of love have everything to do with making the world a better place, and especially for those suffering in a variety of ways. The second point that I wish to make has to do with the benefits we, those who have entered into the bath, draw from it. A lot of times we think of the bath as imposing so much burden on our shoulders. The Promised Messiah emphasized this powerfully. And he told us what entering into the bath would get you and me. He said, God Almighty, by his special grace and favor, has designed to make the prayers and the attention of this humble one the means of the manifestation of their pure capacities. He said, my prayers, if you enter into bath at my hand, will cause to flourish and develop the goodness that you may have within you. The coming into being over the last 130 years of the community of tens of millions that is spread all over the world, fulfilling all that the Promised Messiah had said in the words I just read out, is not just a claim that I'm making. It is a reality. At Jalsas like this all over the world, every year, dignitaries of the highest rank come and testify to the truth of this statement. I want to emphasize, we came into being through the prayers and attention of the Promised Messiah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The Promised Messiah, peace be on him, went on to say, thus with the help of Allah, I will not be lax and lazy and will not be heedless in seeking the reform of my friends who have joined this movement in full sincerity. Indeed, I shall be ready even to face death so that they may live. This love for our beloved Imam benefits us and is of great benefit to the lives of those among whom we live. Here, I want to render thanks to Allah, the Almighty, for having blessed upon me opportunities to see how the love of the Prophet Messiah and for his Khulafa was ingrained not just in ordinary people, but it became ingrained equally and maybe even more profoundly 
and sincerely in those who attain to the very highest stations in life. I had the honor to spend an amazing amount of time sitting next to a companion of the Promised Messiah, Hazrat Chaudhi Muhammad Zafullah Khan Sahib. May Allah be pleased with him. I was only 18 when I started taking dictation from him as he gave up his worldly career to devote all his time for the work of the Jamaat. The statement about himself that I heard always was that he was blessed to become what he became solely by the total love and obedience to the Khulafat. Again and again he would say this, that when he was in any position that he thought was so very high and the Khalifa told him to leave it and go and do something else, he did it without any thought. And miraculously, that was the path that led him to such supreme success and eminence as he could never have managed to gain himself. And living purposeful lives and being devoted and dedicated and meticulously working for the welfare of humanity and never wasting even a minute of your life, as the Promised Messiah desired, was what I observed this companion of the Promised Messiah, Hazrat Muhammad Chaudhi Muhammad Khan, may Allah be pleased with him, exemplified throughout his life. I was also blessed to be a PhD student of another great Ahmadi man of stature, Professor Abdul Salam. I saw him from very close range for many years, and his work habits and devotion and dedication to the service of humanity at large lived up to the directions given by the Promised Messiah, The love Allah had placed in the hearts of these men of great stature was proven to exist by their continuous and devoted and sincere and humble service to humanity in total obedience to Khilafat for the entirety of their lives. Such examples of love and devotion are necessary for us all to remember and keep in front of our minds. It is not enough for me or for you just to express our love. We have to back it with our actions and demonstrate the reality of our love. But we have to remember that this is all a grace of Allah that descends upon us when one has a real live connection with the Imam, with our Khalifa. There is a third point I want to make clearly, and that has to do with the universality of the phenomenon of unity among humanity that these bonds of love with Khilafat have produced. This became so very obvious to me a few years ago when I met a missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community who had just then been posted to the US from Sierra Leone. I met him soon after his arrival here in DC and he recounted the harrowing life he had been living for years in that war-torn country. He told me how outside the Ahmadiyya Muslim mosque there would be members of one faction committing heinous crimes against the members of another faction. And inside, there would be Ahmadi Muslims from those same two factions, peacefully praying one behind the other, their hearts having been cleansed of all hatred and united in love for each other by the blessing of having accepted the Imam of the age and being united at the hand of his Khalifa. So far from being esoteric, mystical, airy, fairy things, these very bonds of love with Khilafat are impacting people in every land the world over. When upon the passing of the Promised Messiah Khilafat became re-established anew on the pattern of prophethood as prophesied by the Holy Prophet Muhammad the man Allah chose to bestow the holy mantle of Khilafat, Hazrat Maulvi Nuruddin, Razi Allah Ta'ala Anhu, may Allah be pleased with him, made this astounding statement that we all have to bear in mind all the time. 
He said, if you insist upon making the covenant with me, then bear in mind that bath means to be sold. Now these days, who can even contemplate the idea of being sold? Yet this is what bath means. And this is what we have all done. Sold ourselves. And in the bargain, we have safeguarded ourselves from spiritual death and indeed physical death through disunity, hatred, and dissension. We have indeed gained life itself. And just a glance at the situation of the Muslim brethren all over the world is sufficient to make this point. And then there are those who shunned Khilafat, who had this bounty, but they left it. How wonderful is our situation in comparison to them? Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmood Ahmad, may Allah be pleased with him, the second Khalifa Allah bestowed upon this Jamaat makes clear the wonderful thing I'm talking about. He once said, Tum mein aur un mein jinhone khilafat se rugardani ki hai, ek bohut bada farak hai. Aur wo ye ke tumhare liye ek shaks tumhara dard rakhne wala hai. Tumhari mohabbat rakhne wala. Tumhare dukh ko apna dukh samajhne wala. Tumhari taklif ko apni taklif jaanne wala. Tumhare liye khuda ke huzur duaen karne wala hai. Magar unke liye nahi hai. Tumhara usse fikr hai, dard hai, aur tumhare liye apne maula ke huzur tarapta rehta hai. He said, between you, He said, between you and those who have turned away from Khilafat, there is a huge difference. And it is this, that for you there is a man who feels your pains, who loves you, who considers your pain to be his pain, and who prays for you at the threshold of God. But there is no one like that for them. This man is always concerned for you and takes pains for you and remains restless before his Lord for your sake. So it behooves us to heed the advice of our beloved Imam, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad, Khalifatul Masih V. May Allah be his helper, who advised us after being bestowed the holy mantle of Khilafat in these words, is kudrat ke saath, kamil ikhlas aur muhabbat aur wafa aur aqeedat ka taluk rakhein, aur isi ke saath muhabbat ke jazba ko is kadar badhain, ke is muhabbat ke bil mukabil tumhare dousre tamam rishte kamtar nazarain. He said, maintain a connection of complete sincerity and love and loyalty with this manifestation of the power of God and go on growing this love with this very institution to such an extent that in comparison to this, all other relations are seen to be much less. Guarding this blessed institution of Khilafat also requires us to remain ever vigilant, even on matters that may appear to be small. It is these seemingly small, minor things that are most often made use of by Satan to sow division and dissent and discord by diminishing the immense importance of being ever and all obedient to the Imam. So when Satan pops up his head in our company, in some such guise, arguing against the advice of Khalifatul Masih to not waste time, for example, on computer games or some small thing like that, it is important at such occasions to speak up politely, prayerfully, lovingly, but firmly, 
and make everyone understand that every blessed word uttered by the Khalifa has tremendous benefit for us. Some of it we might understand, and some of it we might have to wait a little while to understand. May Allah infuse this all-encompassing love for Khilafat in the hearts and minds of each and every one of us, because it's only with this love that we will be able to oppose the demands that the world makes so very insistently on our very valuable time. It will be this love that will make us instead spend time, in, spend time and sit in the company of our beloved Khalifa and listen to his instructions more and more. But certainly every Friday when he gives us the life-giving guidance through his Friday sermons. By these practical demonstrations and by our actions in obedience to the commands we receive from our beloved Khalifa, we will convey the importance of Khilafat to our future generations and thus help them safeguard themselves against the temptations that the behaviors of their peers constantly throw in front of them. Our examples. Ahmadi children abound all over the world who heeded the advice of our beloved Imam some years back regarding Facebook and were saved from immense harm. And the immense financial sacrifices the system of wasiyat requires and to join which our beloved Imam calls us to, we will find the strength to do it only if we realize the immense benefits of these bonds of love Allah has made available to us. If we fail to see the benefits, how will we find the strength to give up that money which the world thinks is the most important thing for our lives. One amazing example and truly incredible blessing we are all receiving is due to the jihad launched by our Khulafa against pointless customs and habits. Immense amount of money and our time has been saved by this. It is our love for Khilafat that Allah has infused in our hearts that give us the strength to go against pressures all around and not spend extravagantly, for example, at marriages and incur debt. It is this love that enables us to follow as they guide us towards helping those poor, too poor, to even afford the simple expenses of a marriage. To save ourselves from such extravagances that serve no purpose and that waste our time and abilities and to devote that time multiplied by our abilities to instead help the homeless, to support humanity first, and its work to provide water to those who do not have access to it to give sight to those who do not have the ability to get simple surgery that can save them from going blind. These are world and life transforming things that we are talking about that these bonds of love with Khilafat are bringing about. But this love will not survive unless we establish and go on developing a connection with our beloved Khalifa through letters and personal visits and meetings, mulaqats, and open the doors to the absolutely miraculous happenings that are a part of the life of those who followed such practices and experienced these things in their lives. These living experiences are essential to our spiritual survival, and they are there for the taking. When our children see us enjoying these fruits, they will for certain also want to taste them, and therein lies the survival, growth, prosperity, and happiness of our future generations. May Allah bless us with this overpowering love of Khilafat, and may he enable us to be grateful for his invaluable bounty so that he may go on multiplying his favors upon us forever. Only in this way will the meaning of Khilafat that Hazrat Khilafatul Basi II, may Allah be pleased with him, laid before us, come to occupy a place in our heart and soul. He said once that the meaning of Khilafat is that as soon as the Khalifa of the time says something, all other schemes, proposals, and plans are discarded, and it is kept firmly in mind that only that scheme proposal and plan is useful which has been instituted by the Khalifa. Until the Jamaat is filled with this spirit, 
all khutbas are useless, all schemes are deceptive, and all plans are doomed to failure. Our beloved Imam, Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmad, Khalifatul Masih the Fifth, may Allah be his helper, just said recently, those who remain attached with the institution of Khilafat, adhere to the commandments of God Almighty and his Prophet, continue to safeguard their prayers, and continue purifying their souls and their wealth, they shall, inshallah, continue to become the recipients of God Almighty's grace. He went on to say, the world can witness the scenes of all the peoples becoming united now, only through khilafat Ahmadiyya, and not without it. Thus, in order to achieve this, and to become the eternal recipients of divine grace, the members of the Jamaat, indeed every one of us, must remain engaged in prayers constantly that Allah the Exalted may continue to bless us with this beneficence always. And that by the grace of Allah, the Exalted, we may become, ex we may become those who enable the whole world to embrace Islam and unite the peoples of the world into one community and gather them all under the flag of Muhammad May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. These words of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih I want to read in Urdu and conclude my speech essentially. He says, or Allah Ta'ala ke fazal se hum tamam dunya ko musulman banane wale hoon. Ummat-e wahida banane wale hoon. Or Ahazrat Sallallahu Sallam ke jhande tale lane wale hoon. These objectives of uniting the world and bringing them under the flag of Muhammad Sallallahu Sallam and of doing it to the whole world. This is the goal that we have in front of us and that is achievable only through khilafat Ahmadiyya, as he said. These words calling us to do good works and good actions will enable us to fulfill the condition laid down by Allah the Almighty for this blessing of Khilafat to remain among us, as stated in the verse of the Holy Quran that I recited at the very beginning. Allah says, Allah has promised to those among you who believe and do good works, who believe and do good works, that he will surely make them successes in the earth, as he made successes from among those who were before them. And that he will surely establish for them their religion, which he has chosen for them. And that he will surely give them in exchange security and peace after their fear. Look at the situation of the whole of the Muslim world. And look at the bounty that Allah has given to you and me. And look at how in every Ahmadi household all over the globe, there is this peace and this security. It is through Khilafat that we have it. And in fulfillment of the words and promises that Allah made to us in his own chosen word, he says, he will surely establish for them their religion, which he has chosen for them, and that he will surely give them in exchange security and peace after their fear. They will worship me, and they will not associate anything with me. Then whoso is ungrateful after that, they will be the rebellious. May Allah the Exalted bless us the ability to do as our Khalifa demands of us. Ameen wa akhiru dawana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.